the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Amen. Lord, as we have a few moments tonight in your presence, um, we're in a, the very busy final stretch of the semester with things kind of coming to a close. And in the Northeast, it's all the worse that it just seems so good before Thanksgiving of like, yeah, after Thanksgiving, there's only like two weeks left. That's so great. And then those two weeks come, it's like, this is terrible. Everything's in the last few minutes and everything's due. And I thought I had a lot of time and I don't. And now I'm rushing. And um, it can be very difficult and challenging. And so uh, even in the midst of these times of of difficulty and these times of of challenge, it's good to, to still take this time to be with you, Jesus. And... Um, just to talk to you from our hearts and to waste, to waste this time with you. When we get stressed, when there's a lot going on, it could be easy to cut stuff out. I'm too busy. I'm too busy to do um, these things. But the parts of our day that are kind of most essential, and prayer is the most essential of, of anything we ever have to do, uh, if we cut that out, then we... We get into trouble. If we cut out our, our times of prayer, we, we really, we lose something very important. It'd be like when you go for a run, I don't run well, um, it's maybe because I'm a little fat, but it, uh, and I have asthma. And so it could be easy, like in running to be like, you know, you know, it's really difficult right now, breathing. Like when I'm running, breathing is difficult. And so to fix that, because it's tough, I should hold my breath. Well, that's not going to go well, right? Um, that's going to make it even worse. And the same thing, like, okay, getting stuff done now is difficult. So what I should do, I, I should cut out prayer. And I don't need to pray. And that, that's not at all what, is, um, what we need. In fact, Lord, in the times of, of difficulty, in times of busyness, we need to, we need to spend more time with you. We hear uh, in the Gospel of St. Mark toward the end when, um, when Jesus is anointed right before his passion, Mark chapter 14. We hear how when he was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper and was reclining at table, a woman came with an alabaster flask of ointment of pure nard, very costly. Now we know from John's gospel, this is Mary Magdalene, uh, Mary, the sister of Lazarus. And she broke the flask and poured it over his head. Uh, and then again, we know from John's gospel, she also anointed his, his feet and she, she dried it with her, with her hair. This, this nard is, um, it's expensive. I mean, it's the, kind of the most expensive thing. It's uh, expensive perfume. And, um, and she, she anoints our Lord with it. She, she gives generously. And so, in this time of busyness, we, we have to give generously. Uh, 
All the more so because it's more difficult. And we can reflect a little bit this evening on the parable of the tenants, which is uh, from chapter 21 of St. Matthew's Gospel. As we consider particularly um, studying, right, uh, the, the role of, of schoolwork, of papers and exams and tests, quizzes, all of that, whatever we have to get done, presentations, maybe a lot of it's already done, maybe there's a few things left, maybe there's a lot left and we don't want to do any of it. And we hear, Jesus says, hear another parable. There was a master of a house who planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a wine press in it and built a tower and leased it to tenants. And he went into another country. And when the season for fruit drew near, he said to his servants, to, he sent his servants to the tenants to get the fruit. And tenants took the servants and beat one, killed another and stoned another. Then he sent other servants more than the first. And they did the same to them. Finally, he sent his son, saying to them, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and have his inheritance. And they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What therefore will the owner of the vineyard, when he comes, do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretched men to a miserable death and lease his vineyard to other tenants will give him fruit at the proper season. It's the master who builds this whole thing. This is a, um, this is a vineyard. It's meant to produce good wine, right? The fruit of the vineyard is, is grapes, but ultimately those grapes are meant to become wine. And we hear it's the master that did all the work, right? He's the one who planted the vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower, and then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. Now, he, he planted the trees. You know, he had to put a, put a lot of work into this. It's probably what, this wasn't an overnight thing, right? We, we read it in a matter of seconds, but this was like a long-term investment. And when we consider this parable, we can consider it as... It regards particularly um, us, right? Uh, I, I am the Lord's vineyard. Um, I was made good by God and God put a lot of work into me, right? God, God spent a lot of time and effort on, on me. And so um, he, you know, created me <laughs> and he redeemed me. He adopted me in baptism. He feeds me with his body and blood. God puts a lot of work into me and it takes time. It takes a lot of time. And now like all these gifts that he's given me, like they're mine. Um, he is, he's leased the vineyard over to me. And when you think about this, like, well, what's up with these tenants? Like, what? Just give, give the guy the bottles of wine and let it go. Like that's, that's fine. It's not your vineyard anyway. And I'll be honest we had this reading for the daily mass readings during uh, the time when we, when I had exams during my time in Rome. And so I was praying with this during exam time. And it struck me that it may not be that they want to keep the wine for themselves. Well, maybe the case with these tenants, the reason why they're 
rejecting the servants, is that there may actually be no wine. Like there may be no fruit. That they wasted this, right? They were given a whole vineyard. They were given the, the grapes. They were given the wine press. They've got a wall so no one's going to come and steal it. They've got the tower so they could be watching out. They've got, you know, some, a nice setup, a comfortable living. And so it may be that they never got around to making the wine. And so the master comes looking now for the fruit. And I don't have anything to give you. Like, I, I, don't, I don't have anything. And, you know, that actually may be when we come to the end of an academic year. That may be us. Uh, maybe not all of us, but that may be us. That I have wasted a lot of this year. Maybe I've done, so, I've done a number of other good things, but when it comes to particularly academics and study, like, what did I learn? What, what, have, I, what have I done? Like, am I more intelligent? Am I, do I know any of these concepts better now than I did three months ago? Or has school just kind of been a, a wasted effort? Um, and look, school's good, right? Being in college is good. The, the friendships uh, are good. The growth in virtue is good. Being involved in the Catholic community is all good. But we also have to go to school, right? Like the, you still got to go to school. You still got to get past the classes and get the, get the degree, right? Um, I remember when I was growing up talking to friends about sandwiches. What's your favorite type of sandwich? And the idea of a sandwich, you can think of a sandwich in two different ways, right? A sandwich can be a, um, it can be like a good, like you can make a good sandwich. Like if you make like a really, like a Philly cheesesteak, right? It's a good sandwich and it's the meat and it's the cheese and it's the whole thing. Um, You can make a good like bacon, egg and cheese, right? Like again, just, you got a lot of good stuff on there. But sometimes a sandwich is just a vehicle for the dress for the the other stuff, right? So I like oil and vinegar on my sandwiches, oil, vinegar, salt, and pepper. So sometimes just like a little bit of ham and cheese, just to get a little stuff in there. Oil, vinegar, salt, and pepper. I'm really eating it for the flavor of the seasoning that I put on it. Um, some people do it with mayonnaise, mustard, right? It's really about the seasoning, and the food part of it is just it's the vehicle. It's the same with those gross chicken nuggets we eat, right? That are totally, like, there's nothing chicken about them. Um, They are a vehicle for barbecue sauce for me. Like, I just want to eat barbecue sauce, and the chicken nuggets are just the vehicle for the barbecue sauce. Well, school can't be the chicken nugget, and the barbecue sauce being all the other stuff I have to do. Like, school has to be the cheesesteak, right? School has to be like, look, I'm here to really invest in, in some form of an education, and to give give a good substantial amount to that. And then to find time to do all the other stuff. And so maybe there's no fruit. Like, did I really learn anything at all this semester? Did I really, have I really invested? Have I given, like, real time to study and to, to classes and to, to try and actually know the material? And sometimes, I don't know, I've had this conversation with other people. Sometimes, like, the actual class that's being taught is not that helpful. And the assignments may not be that helpful. But I have an excuse to like, you know, if I'm in an Italian class, okay, maybe I'm not learning that much in Italian class, but I can dedicate a certain amount of time to trying to learn Italian, right? And to actually try to say like, okay, if I'm not learning it in class, I can try to be learning it on my own and, you know, using the class to some degree. So maybe there's no fruit. (laughs) And maybe here we are, right? Uh, 
what is it, two days left of classes before exams? One day? It's basically, we're basically at the end of the semester. And it's like, okay, there, there's, no, there's no fruit. Um, what am I going to do? Um, well, what am I supposed to do now? This is, this is not good. And the answer is that we give, we give what we have. Like today, right now, we, we give what we have. And if we haven't made any wine up to this point, we'll begin, begin now. Begin today. Like right now. Um, enjoy a good 5F tonight, right? But like, okay, I, I got to study too. I've got to get the, this stuff done. I got to actually be a good student. It's good to be a good student. Um, we, we are called to sanctify our work. Like, there's nothing in the course of a day that we do that's insignificant. All the work that we do is offered as a sacrifice to God our Father. We have to sanctify that. So if I haven't done it up to this point, and I've been offering God garbage or nothing, and I've got no fruit, okay, we'll admit it, we admit it, and we begin today and right now. Uh, Lord, what can I offer you? I can offer you the rest of this time of prayer, right? I could offer you good conversation. I'm giving you my heart. Um, I could offer you tonight, you know, engaging in good community and really trying to build up my brothers and sisters, really trying to invest in that. I can offer you that I'm going to try to, the work I have to get done, I'm going to do it as best I can. I'm going to try to do as well as I can on my exams. I'm going to see that it's actually valuable and important, um, but I'm going to begin. There's a good um, little Latin saying, nunc cepi. It means I begin right now. Like I begin now. It, it get, it's so easy to just give up until tomorrow. Maybe I'll begin tomorrow. And that's the worst. Like that's the worst thing we could decide to do, to begin tomorrow. I'll deal with this tomorrow. And here, again, in the Northeast, in these days, like today today was a, a really New England early winter day, right? Like I didn't see the sun at all today. It was gray, it was cold, it was starting to flurry, so I thought we'd get a snow day, uh, right? Uh, but like, and now it got dark, right? It was dark by like 4.30, and it's just, this is gross. And it's like, okay, you know what? I'll try again tomorrow. Like tomorrow, tomorrow. No, actually, tonight, like right now. I don't need sunlight to be a saint. I don't need sunlight to kind of give myself to the work. We, we've got electricity. Um, I could do it right now. Begin today. Um, whatever steps I have to take uh, now. Now's the time to do it. Earlier in Matthew's gospel, we had... The other parable of the laborers in the vineyard. We hear, The kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. And after agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, which is the kind of normal daily rate, minimum wage, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, You, go into my vineyard too. Whatever is right, I will give you. And they went. And going out again, about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? 
They said to him, because no one has hired us. And he said to them, you go into my vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired at the 11th hour came, he gave each of them a denarius. And those hired first came, they thought they'd get more. But he gave them also a denarius. And receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, these, lack, these last worked only an hour, but you've made them equal to us, who borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. He replied to them, my friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Do not agree with me for a denarius. Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Do you begrudge my generosity? Jesus is so generous with each one of us. And when the master goes out and he finds those servants at the very last hour, like this is it, this is the 11th hour, like it's, it's, the, end, it's the end of the day. We're going, it's basically quitting time. But he goes out and he finds, and not just one, like there's a bunch of the, there's still a bunch of, and they're just standing around. And they've been doing that all day. And he thinks they're like, what the heck, guys, just go home, like go home, forget it, try again tomorrow, come out tomorrow, maybe I'll hire you tomorrow. And we maybe think that Jesus does that with us. Like, you know, yeah, begin tomorrow. Look, I'll hire you tomorrow. Tomorrow, get up early, say some prayers, maybe go to mass, right? Go tomorrow, do it tomorrow. But that's not how Jesus acts. That's not what Jesus does. Nunc chepi. Begin right now. Right now, no matter what's going on today, no matter what's going on in the last hour, no matter where we are, and particularly when we apply that to to academics, right? Okay, look, if you begin right now, if you if you've missed around all semester, you haven't done any of the assignments and you haven't paid attention, yeah, you may fail. Like, okay. And nothing may be able to stop that. Like that may just be you, you're just gonna fail. But I would say, as a Christian, even if you know you're gonna fail, still give it a hundred percent now. Like, look, I already know I'm gonna, I'm gonna fail this class. Like, I, I, all right. But like, I can still give the effort I have now because it's not one of the worst things that could happen is that we just start seeing school as about the degree and the grade. Like, no, I'm called to offer my work to God with love. Whether I get a good grade or not, I'm gonna do the best I, I'm able to. And whether, you know, I get my degree on time or not, Okay, like, it's good to graduate on time. But look, the important thing is that while I was here, I gave everything I can. And now at the end of the semester, it may be too late. You know, the master may come looking for the fruit and he's expecting like cases and cases of wine, like hundreds of gallons and like, I got a glass of wine here. Like we made like one glass of wine, but you can have that Jesus. Like that's what I've got. That's all I messed up. I really just didn't do anything at all this semester. And so now the only fruit I have to offer you is this one glass of wine that I made on the very last day. Okay. Like give that to Jesus. Make it a good glass of wine, right? Make it the best we can. And if we've been working hard all semester and you know, and now we're getting to the end and we're like, okay, like on the flip side, like we've been working hard and now like my grade is locked in. I'm pretty much guaranteed to 
do well, solid B, B plus, maybe even an A. So I don't have to give any more effort. Well, actually, no, we don't want to do that either. That's the flip side, because now I've worked for the grade. I got a good grade and I don't have to care. Like, no, don't, um, don't throw in the towel early. Don't quit early. A friend of mine who's a priest in Minnesota gave a homily. It's, I don't remember a lot of homilies. When you're in seminary, you go to mass every day and there's a homily every day. And most of them aren't that good. Um, but every now and again, you get a good one, right? Every now and again, you get a good one. But as a seminarian, you sit there like, because oh, everyone's getting ready to be a priest. And so you're like, I could do better than that. <laughs> like, that's the worst. That's why I'm actually afraid to give homilies to seminarians because I know they're all judging me. And it's like, they're, they're just like, I could do better than you. Like, and you're like, yeah, try it. You know, let's, let's see. I, you know, you think you could do better until you have to do better and then you, you fail. Um, but this one friend of mine gave a great, it was like a good one. Like it was a really good one. Cause I remember it like, what is it? 11 years later, I still remember what he said. Cause he used a line that's, that stuck with me. He said, saints don't run out the clock. They run up the score, right? If you're, if you really gave a lot already this semester, the goal is not to run out the clock. Let me just get through it and get it over with. Take a knee, victory formation. Like saints don't run out the clock. They run up the score. Uh, and that we, you know, we should have that mentality too. Like even if I'm, I'm set, I'm good, everything's going great. I'm going to get a good grade. Like I want to run up the score on that. I want to do even better. Um, because not, again, not to get an even better grade. It doesn't matter about the grade. What matters is, Lord, I'm going to give you everything I have. I'm going to give, I'm going to give the totality. I'm, you know, not holding anything back. Saints don't run out the clock. We, we run up the score, right? We really want to give, give everything. And so, Lord, as we're, as we're approaching the end of the semester, we, whatever camp we find ourselves in, whether we've messed around and haven't really done anything and we need to get in the game, okay, well, nunchepi, right, right now. Or if we've already done well and we're ready to just kind of check out and just coast on through the rest, well, no, run up the score, right? Because the important thing is each one of us sees that the work that we do, particularly with regard to, to study, to the intellectual formation, right, to being a good student, like we offer that to God. I'm offering this to God out of love. It's a gift. It's a gift to God. Like this is my gift to God. As I do my professional work, I'm not just doing it to get it done. I'm not just doing it for some kind of other outcome. I'm doing it out of love for God. And that's, that's the heart of the whole thing. That this is offered to God. If we were baptized, we, were, we share in Jesus' priesthood, right? It's called the priesthood of the baptized. And so each one of us is a, a priest able to offer sacrifices. If you haven't been baptized, well, you know, fake priesthood. Just offer it anyway, even though you're not a real priest yet, right? It's all worth it. Just we're to, We offer the same sacrifice anyway. It'll be better when you're baptized, right? But if we've been baptized, like, yeah, we can offer sacrifice. What does a priest do? A priest offers sacrifice. Right? That's what a priest does. A priest offers sacrifice. And if we've been baptized, we can offer sacrifice. Well, what is the sacrifice? The sacrifice is my daily work. 
right? And, and I offer it to God. I offer it to God with love. And there's a lot of care that goes into offering sacrifice, right? We're not meant to just do it in a sloppy way. Ideally, when sacramental priests, right, ministerial priests offer the sacrifice of the Mass, we see through the way that they offer Mass that we do it very particularly. The poor people that volunteer here at the parish know how particular I am, right? I'm, and I'm very, I'm very particular because <laughs> it's a sacrifice and we're offering it to God and it should be a, offered with love. And so like each thing has its proper place, right? And so if you notice, like when, when we're setting up the altar for mass, right? Each thing has its proper place and it should go there and things should look nice and they should be, um, they should be clean, right? We want, we want what we offer to be clean. We want to do it well. And everything has its, its right place in the way that we do it. Not out of a type of, you know, neurotic, just needing to have stuff in, you know, everything perfect. No, no, no. But out of this desire that I'm offering this to God. And I can offer it always with more love, right? When we offer sacrifice to God, the thing that's effective is the love with which we offer it. I'm offering this to God. And so I should offer it with love. The sacrifice I offer, I offer with love. And so what love do I put into the work I have to do? Right? Do we, do we really, like when we, when we study, do we study with love? I've got to read 50 pages of this book later today. Uh, okay, this is going to be miserable. But let me just, you know, fine, I'm going to get through it. No. Like, what would be better? Lord, I'm doing this as an act of love. I'm going to try to do it well. Again, not to get a grade, but because I'm offering it to you as a sacrifice. For those of us that aren't students but have other work that we do, particularly like the stuff that we normally consider the boring administrative work, I don't want to do this. I just got to get it. Let me just get it done. Like, that'd be like me walking out for mass at 8 o'clock on a Monday morning being like, I don't want to do this. I'm just going to get it done. And we get it done as fast as possible. We're just going to race right through and we're going to get it done. Like that would be, be a bad way to celebrate Mass. Like that'd be a really bad way to celebrate Mass. But that's a bad way to do my administrative work. Like when we do it and we just say, I'm just getting this done. We're, we're not exercising good priesthood. We're not offering good sacrifice. And so what can I do it with love? Put a lot more love into the work that I'm doing. See that what I like actually picture like this I'm I'm offering it on on an altar. If we have a desk where we would normally study, right? The desk is an altar, right? And the study that I'm offering is is a sacrifice. And so I want to be offering it really with love. It's good, you know, here on this meditation table, I have I have this little cross. I carry another cross with me in my pocket. A little crucifix here that I carry around in my pocket. And if I'm going to be working at a, a desk or a table or something, you know, I, I, just, I just put it right there so I can look at it and remember, like, Jesus as the priest offered the sacrifice of his life with tremendous love. Jesus as the priest offered himself as priest on the cross. And so when I offer the sacrifice of the different work I have to do, like we have a cross on every altar, right? Because the altar, the cross is the altar. 
And so when I have work I have to do in the course of the day, like if I'm going to be at a meeting and it's going to be boring and I need to pay attention, I need to try to be engaged and listen and offer good feedback or learn, you know, whatever they're talking about, well, I put the cross right there. Like Jesus, I want to I want to pay attention out of love for you. The way that you offered your life on the cross with that same degree of love, I want to offer my life in this meeting or in this time of study or in this time of administrative work or in this conversation. When we're having a conversation with another person, it's the same thing. We may not actually you know, put a cross there in front of us, but I'm having this conversation with someone. And Jesus, can I have this conversation with the same love that you had on the cross? as you were giving your life. This is my sacrifice. And so this is what we have to do. And maybe we didn't do this this semester. Maybe we just did a lot of getting it done. And maybe our mindset for the next 24 or 48 hours and all next week with any exams is just get it done. If we're allowed and we wouldn't get, you know, penalized. If you have any in-person exams, maybe bring up, like we have little crucifixes in the, Room next door, right? Get, get a little crucifix and just put it right on the desk, right? When you take an exam or whatever, just put it right there on the desk. You'll probably get accused of cheating somehow. But um, does whatever. If don't, don't get accused of cheating. Don't get expelled. But um, put a little cross right there and just make that resolution. And then do it all next semester. Do it every, every time we're doing any work. Just get a little cross, put it right there. And just, Jesus, I offer this with the same love that same devotion as you offer your life. That's the fruit that we're supposed to bear. So we ask our Lord to do this and, and our mother too. As Mary was standing by the cross of Jesus, so she stands by us as we make the sacrifice. And if we get discouraged, if we want to give up, Mary's standing right by the cross. And she helps us to offer this as an act of love, joyfully as an act of love for the glory of God. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help and put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Holy Mary, hope, seat of wisdom, handmaid of the Lord, pray, pray for us. us.